welcome to another episode of the World of Wellness podcast. I'm your grateful host, Megan Wren, doing a little bit different style here, but I'm actually so excited about it. And there's 100% definitely a chance we are going to get interrupted by a four-legged gray animal named Duchess who lives in my home for free. So today's topic is why your energy is your most valuable asset and how to hone it and use it to your advantage because assets are our advantage. But in order to be able to hone our energy, we first have to become aware of our energy. So first let's talk about why your energy is your most important asset. Energy is all you have. We are literally made up of energy. Matter is energy. Matter cannot be created or destroyed. That's a whole nother topic. However, we are held together by chemical bonds. So everybody knows, not everybody, but we are made of hydrogen. We have a nitrogen atoms. We have water in our body. So we are made of these molecules that are held together by chemical bonds. And those chemical bonds are made of chemical energy. So we are energy. Every single thing that happens in your body takes energy. Thinking takes energy. Me speaking to you right now takes energy. So if we don't have energy, we can't do any of these things, let alone go on a walk to the beach or play with our kids or go on a run and do something fun that we like to do. So your energy is really your most valuable asset. And on some level, your only asset because we have energy in other forms of like money energy or like physical energy. So energy is your most valuable asset. So a lot of times, how many times have you heard people go, God, I don't have a lot of energy today, or I wish I had more energy, or I need to do something to get some more energy. That happens so frequently, and there are ways to be able to hone it and become aware of it. And becoming aware of it is exactly why these holistic health principles are so important. So we'll talk about what holistic health principles that we need to look for and work with to be able to hone our energy. When we are looking at a holistic lifestyle, there are different components to, to it that we need to have in balance. Now, I think when a lot of people think of living a holistic lifestyle, it means that like I only eat whole foods and I work out five days a week and I do yoga and I meditate and breathe. Yes, those are 100% part of it, but it's also keeping it life in balance and life in harmony because I wouldn't be living holistically if I also didn't eat ice cream or have a pizza every once in a while. These things all, they weave together and it's about creating harmony and creating balance in our life. It's more, it's not necessarily, harmony is a better word because balance never happens because it's always looking up and down. Think about a scale balancing. It always goes like this. But if we look at the word harmony, we are looking at kind of like an infinity sign of creating these waves that go together or like the yin and yang symbol where you got the, the different sides mashing together to create the harmonious. And there's that light in the dark and dark in the light on both sides. So that is the same thing as a holistic lifestyle. So living a holistic lifestyle is living your life to be able to make the most of the energy that you have because 
energy is a finite thing. <laughs> like we're not always going to have all of the energy and we could get into enzymes and all that kind of stuff with food, but we're gonna just look at the basic principles of living a holistic lifestyle for you to be able to hone in your energy and be able to start to master your energy. So we're gonna look at the six components of holistic health. So let's do this. First things first, to be able to hone our energy, we have to become aware of our energy. And awareness takes thinking, the quality of our thinking. It takes the wherewithal to be able to go, hey, I'm not aware. So that's listening to things like this will help you bring that awareness to your life. So we have to start to become aware in this, where you start becoming aware is getting quiet. We've talked so much on this podcast about the word pratyahara, which means to withdraw the senses. And the one that I think is most important is really the visual, but also the auditory and really going inside in a meditative way to be able to ask ourselves questions and to be able to do like body scans and say, what's going on body? How are you feeling? Where are you tight? Why don't you have energy? You can have a conversation with your body. Your body will tell you exactly what it needs and why. For example, my knee might be hurting right here right now. And that could be coming from my hip. I just have to go quiet. Okay. What? does not feel good right now and why? And you can just sit there and wait for the answers and it'll typically come, but it's a practice. And this is why all these things are practices of getting quiet and learning to listen to that body. In some of the workshops that I do, I teach you how to feel the subtle energy in your body. So stay tuned for some of those. So getting quiet, going inside in some kind of meditation. If you're not the type of person who is going to do a sitting meditation, there are walking meditations. You can, gardening would be one of them, but you want to do something to where you're not listening to anything. You're not really looking at anything and you are just being present with your own body. And those are going to help give you some of the clues and awarenesses that you need to be able to shift your life and to have more energy and to become more aware of where your energy leaks are and what's taking energy from you and where you need to bring more in. Okay. So the second aspect, which is one of my favorites <laughs> is movement. And I just love movement. And I think movement, we're going to talk about a different a bunch of different types of movement in a second, but movement is such a powerful tool for reflection because it is, you are literally working your body. And if you're tired, your body's going to tell you if you're hurt, your body's going to tell you if you're angry, like you're going to be able to let it out. And those emotions come up and you're able to process them. Then you feel more joyful after I'm not kidding. I've had some of my best ideas from exercising. Now, strength training is my absolute favorite mode of exercising. But if that's not yours, that's totally fine. Like if you're a yoga person or if you're, if you're a runner, but there, that this has to be a whole thing in balance too, because if we're just running all the time or just doing yoga or just doing strength training, then we're going to get overloaded with similar movement patterns. Our body needs change to be able to adapt, to be able to have the most energy, because if we are doing something repetitive over and over again, it's going to get fatigued and then the body's going to go, okay, well, I know how to do this. So I'm not going to make any changes. 
And then also if you are doing the same things over and over, um, it can cause a repetition injury. So movement is a great point of reflection. You'll hear anybody who does yoga thinks that that, that is a good form of reflection. So is running, so is strength training. And, and look at, if you're afraid of strength training, to look at, look at that as a direct reflection of going, what's going on in your life. What are you afraid of and why? Why are you afraid to pick up something new? You know, what, how is that reflecting in your life? And that's the same thing with starting anything. But then you go into other subtle movement practices like Chai Chi and Qi Gong, and these help are literally to help you cultivate life force energy and bring it in. And I think that they're important to work in with the workout. So it's a whole combination of things. So movement is another point of reflection. It will also be able to tell you where you have more energy. It'll help you cultivate more energy. And it, I mean, we're, we're designed to move. So it does give us energy. It releases endorphins. It releases dopamine. It releases adrenaline, just makes us feel good and powerful. So movement is another key component to honing and learning about your energy and becoming aware of it. We're made to move. Okay, then we have food. Food is fuel. Fuel gives us energy to do the things that we like. So one, if we're fasting too much, we're not getting enough energy and then we're gonna crash. Our brain needs energy to think. So if you're awake, you need food. It is good to, um, to do the intermittent fasting occasionally, but not something that you wanna do all the time. And when it comes to nutrition, if you're not sure, ask a dietitian, they know more than me. <laughs> but I'm here to give you some suggestions about that, about, but just look at the energetic quality of food and the quantity of food. If you're eating too much, you're putting too much energy into your body and then that energy gets stored as fat. And if you're eating too much of the wrong things and it's synthetic, remember food is a chemical compound just like us that has that chemical bonds with chemical energy that our body breaks down to be able to give us energy. So our body's going to break down whatever quality food is in that we're putting in our body and that's what we get for our energy. So if we're putting shitty food into our body, we are going to get a shitty result with fatigue and brain fog. But if we're putting good food with lots of vegetables, lots of fruit, lots of good protein and eating whole foods, organic foods, then we're putting the good things in our body where we have energy, we feel light, we feel bright, and that's what we need and that's what we want to be able to hone our energy. So again, this is asking a question, okay, my energy is low, what's my food intake look like? What's the quality of the food intake look like? And what's the quantity? Am I eating too much? Or am I eating too little? Do I need more protein? Do I need more carbs? It's all a matter of asking questions and becoming aware. This is what we're doing here. So the next one, I think for the fourth one that we're on is your breathing. Oh, your, your breath is your first food and the breath is literally energy. And this is where in Eastern principles, they call the breath, the life force or the chi, the, the vital forces in their body, because you can, first of all, you can feel the breath. We can tune into the subtle 
parts where the breath is going up and down our body. We can push the breaths out into our legs. And again, this is part of what I teach as well of how to feel the energy moving through your body. Because again, we're coming back to those chemical reactions that happen and everything from your blood flow to your breath is a chemical reaction that has chemical energy. So we can learn to feel these subtle energies within our body. So breathing, if we're not getting enough oxygen, we're not getting enough energy. We use oxygen helps convert food and it is it to ATP and ATP is what gives us energy. A lot you don't need to know there, maybe eventually. However, breathing is oxygen. Oxygen gives us life. We can literally go weeks without food. We can go days without water, but how long will you be able to live without breathing? Not very long. So it is so important. And especially the quality of our breath. A lot of us are very shallow breathers and breathe up into the top of our chest, but we have these huge lungs and a big diaphragm that expands to just pull air in to push the energy throughout our body. So if we're not getting enough, we're gonna be fatigued because our, our brain's not getting enough. It's just gonna to go to the very vital, the, the, the oxygen slash energy that we are pulling in with our breath, if we're not getting enough, is going to go to the things that are most important and vital to our living. So getting enough oxygen is going to help you have more energy. And there are different breathing techniques that you can use to help calm you down, to help hype you up and give you more energy. And that's, that's another subtlety of learning to master your energy is becoming when do you need more energy? When do you need to calm down? And the breathing can be a good awareness for that. So if you're breathing slow and deep, you're probably relaxed if you have, long deep inhales and exhales it's more of a sign of relaxation but if your breasts are really short and in the chest that's a sign that you might be a little bit anxious and you gotta what's going on and you're not relaxed and that's that's those are different forms of energy within the body as well so the last one that i want to touch on is sleep like <laughs> i sleep is one of the most underrated tools ever Ever. Sleep is key to your health, to your energy, to your vitality. And most of us do not get enough sleep. And the blue lights that we have from watching our TVs and our phones greatly affect our sleep as well. So lack of sleep also raises our cortisol levels, which is our stress hormones. And if we don't get to bed by a certain time, then the cortisol or the stress levels stay elevated throughout the night and they never actually come down. And then we just feed this vicious cycle of, oh, I don't have enough energy. Let me get some coffee. Let me get some sugar to hype it up. And then we kind of ramp our energy up and then we get the crash from the caffeine and the sugar. And so it's not creating that harmony that we want with our energy. We want to be nice and mellow and smooth and go with the flow. So getting I mean, you need eight hours of sleep. Some people can function better off of less, but ideal time is going to bed by 10 and up by six. That's like a perfect, perfect time. And, and not getting enough sleep will be able to help you make decisions the next day about how to keep cultivating your energy. And you can go, okay, well, I didn't really sleep great last night. So maybe I should maybe take a walk instead of doing a high intensity exercise today. Or maybe I should drink some more water to stay hydrated and help keep me awake a little bit longer. Maybe I need a nap today. Like listen to your energy. 
get quiet whenever you're not sure and let your body tell you the answers. And this takes time and it takes practice to be able to shut off the, the distractions and start to tune in and listen in. So you taking your care of yourself and you protecting your energy and you listening to your energy and what your body is telling you is the greatest gift that you can give yourself, but not only yourself, but other people, because if you're not honing your own energy and if you're not protecting your energy, if you're not listening to your body and you're just expending, expending, expending to other people, you're eventually going to crash. And then you're not going to be able to do anything for anybody. So you are the most important thing. You have to take care of yourself first. You have to love yourself first. You have to hone your energy first before you can put it out into the world. Okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm so happy to be here to help you get fit, feel good, have fun, and master your energy. And we'll see you here next week. Stay tuned for some of the wellness workshops coming up where we use music and movement to master your energy and uncover your true self.